Welcome to the Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women, the podcast where we discuss all things sex, sexuality, and pleasure. I'm your girl, Malika Grant. Today, we are joined by actress, comedian, author, karaoke queen, and superstar, dancer, and if Sanctified Stripper was a real job title, she could have been that too. Joining us from her home in LA, it's Yvonne Orji. What a bio. I don't know that I've ever been introduced as such, but you're not technically wrong. Karaoke, superstar, I love that. We definitely had a time. So for those of you who don't understand where this reference is coming from, if you don't find it on my official bio, <laughs> we had a time in London, baby. Okay. Yes, we we did. did the official live podcast and we are redoing it now in mm-hmm. LA. However, in London, after the podcast, we went to a karaoke room and we got our best lives. I mean, fun times were had. And here we are. And here we are, back again for more fun times. Pew, pew, so. Pew, pew. <laughs> so today, um, you know, I just want to get into your perspective. And I really love that you and I are having this conversation because in the the realm of, of the work that we do, right, at Adventures, talking about sex, sexuality, and pleasure, I feel that there is a very important cross-section and segment of the population that gets left out of the conversation, and that is Christian women. And more specifically, Christian women who are waiting for marriage or anybody who's waiting for marriage. So that's why I'm really, really grateful to have you on and doing this with us and giving us your personal perspective on it and just talking about in the realm of sex positivity. But I want to hear from you, why is this conversation important for you? I think a lot of times, often the conversation around sex in the church is just don't have it until you get married. And it's like, cool, 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 cool. But then there's no conversation about pleasure. There's no conversation about like, okay, when is a good time to start having it before I get married? You know, it's just like, you know, do not awaken love before it's time is the scripture that's always used. I'm like, I understand. But um, like <laughs> a switch is not going to get like flipped on the wedding night. And so it is like, Sure, I you know, I, I may not want to come talking about some or maybe you do, but at the same time, it's like there should be some level and you know, maybe not at like 15 should you be having certain conversations, but like what about the 21-year-olds and what about the 30-year-olds? Because you have varying ages of women in the church about like even what's a gauge because it's kind of like you hear stories of like people who you know waited and then it's like the sex life was kind of trash and, and you know trying to navigate also the the blockages i remember i was uh, talking to a guy before you know before is that stage before it's like are we dating but you're talking to a guy and i never forget he realized like oh, okay she's serious about this waiting thing and he was just like you know how do i know that if we get to marriage, like you'll be able to please me. And then I remember in that conversation, I felt Holy Spirit just say, ask him, how do I know you'll be able to please me just because you've had sex before? And it was such a like liberating, powerful stance because I think sometimes when people are waiting, they feel like they're at a deficit. But I'm just like, just because you've been smashing don't mean that you know how I like it. 
or how I would like it or understand how to get to my pleasure box. Like, hey, I don't even know if I know how to get to my pleasure box. I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't don't limit me just based on experience. Because for me, I do think sex is a um is a transcendent act. You know what I mean? I think you you have to be so in tune with your partner. And like that's that's one of the reasons why I want to wait till I get married. Cause it's like I want to be completely bare. Like I there there needs to be no awkwardness. Like you're gonna be there in the morning and the next week and the next year. Like I want to like be able to fully explore in a way that I may not be like if I was just like, I don't know what this is and like are we together? And like what if this relationship don't work out? Like and I get it. Other people are like, you're going to be, I'm just not built that way. It's cool. Like other people can do what they desire and I love it for them. I'm just not built that way. Mm. That's why I'm committed to the weight, if you will. And I have different friends who have been like, hey, can I challenge you? You made this vow at 17 and you have new information now. Do you still feel obliged to the vow you made? That is a good question. Because at any point, you can make a new vow. Yeah. And they're just challenging me to think. And it is up to me to have agency enough to be like, okay, let me ponder this. Because it's kind of like those people who are like, you can't challenge God. No, nah, I don't believe that. Right. I think right. you can be like, God, I'm pissed off right now. And low key, I'm pissed off at you. And mm. I don't think the church is built for you know, people to wait past a certain age, you know, and even in the Bible, people didn't wait past a certain age. So like now you have, you know, mid thirties, to early 40 women who are waiting, like, is it still valid? And right. everyone has to have the question answered for them in a different way. There's some right. people who are like, no, nah, it's not valid. I'm tapping out. And you have me who are like, I can get, I get it. And I, and I understand it's a fair question. I'm just in too deep. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm I'm in too deep and I know that my cause again, like I started the conversation, it's like I want to be able to be so free and so like open, especially in this area in my marriage. And I'm like, yeah, and it's also like a gift that like I want to give to said person. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's why I continued to wait. Now, geez, you better hurry up. <laughs> Cause this is but I do think uh, the conversation is just not being had. And I don't even know how the church has the conversation. If I'm being honest, like I'm, I'm just, I just know that it's not being had. I do not know how they go about having it. <laughs> and I also feel like the conversation is very one-sided. Right? Even the waiting conversation is very one-sided. It's, it's skewed severely towards women. Is you know, ladies wait. And it's like, well, what about the dudes? Because uh, somebody's giving it up to somebody. <laughs> somebody's getting it. And so it's just like, what what about the dudes? What what messaging are we giving them? Do they value it as much? Do they because you know there there used to be a time, and even in the biblical times, it was like, yes, you you married the girl that was the virgin. And now even dudes in church are like, is she a virgin though? Right. Ah. I was just kind of like, well, so that like who are we supposed to be waiting for <laughs> if they are not valuing it as much as you tell us that we should be valuing it? Right. That's really powerful. So I'm I'm glad you brought up the conversation in the church because, and even in, in the beginning, you said maybe not when you're 15, but I think it's important to have these kinds of, how do we converse? Because we are sexual beings, right? And at 15, your hormones are completely raging. And so to say, you know, don't awaken love or, you know, or keep your legs closed and all the other things that are super not helpful 
Can you think of some things that you wish that you had been told? I know you were Catholic because I've read your book <laughs> and then you got saved in college. Yeah. But um, what was your experience like? Bamboozled by Jesus, How God yes. Tricked Me into the Life of My Dreams. It is out now. Available on Amazon. <laughs> yes. And audiobook. Um, so yes, I grew up, I grew up Catholic and I got saved when I was 17. I think what kept me until I got saved there, it was just the fear of my family. It wasn't even the fear of God. It was the fear of my mama. And <laughs> I remember, cause I, at one point in my life, I wanted to be an OBGYN. And I remember going to my primary care physician. She was a black woman in DC. And she said she had to call the daughter, the mother of a I think 15 year old to tell her that her, her daughter was pregnant. Mm. And I said, because my mom was a nurse. I was like, well, what about, you know, patient doctor confidentiality? And she said, well, not when you're a minor, sweetheart. And I said, oh, wow. oh cool, 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 cool. I will not be having sex till I am not a minor. You know, again, you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, nobody's calling Celine to tell her about nothing. So I, I just was like, I, I can wait. And then the Lord had a sense of humor. And he was like, well, since she waiting, let's just get her. <laughs> Let's get her to wait till college. That's how mm. I get bamboozled. So I was like, wait, God, I said 18. I ain't say till marriage. <laughs> What's the happen? Right? <laughs> so here we are. All these, all these years <laughs> later, he got me. He got you. He got you good. <laughs> and I was also in campus ministry, right? I went to Hampton, so huge. We had like all kinds of, you know, you can imagine going to HBCU. But were there any instructions or was there a lot of conversation around sex whether it's don't have it or this is how you should approach it from your, your college campus ministry and how did that affect you? You know, the, the, the thing that, you know, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. I think the messaging that we were getting was like, you know, if you wait, you'll get God's best. You know, if mm. you wait, you know, and I think, especially when you're a new Christian, you're very self-righteous, you know? And for me, I was a, I was a Nigerian. So I, I kind of wanted to like get straight A's in, in Christianity. You know what I mean? Like you, you wanted to get straight A's in ministry. Like, yes, I will be the perfect Christian. I would do things by the book. I would do things God's way. He, and then it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then you grow up you're like, well, hold on. I know they were smashing. And I think she's still happy in her relationship. And when you say things like, oh, if you um, wait, you get God's best. But then you see people who are not waiting and they're still getting God's best. So you're just kind of like, well, which one is correct? You know, and if your foundation for waiting is that, you're kind of like, so then what was I waiting for? Mm. <laughs> if I could have been out here living my best, you know, chocolate testimony life. <laughs> those of you who know chocolate testimony would be my stripper name. Read the books. <laughs> I'm nobody's stripper, but if I were, I would be driving it low and dropping the word. Um, and so I think that, that is one of the things, you know, as you, I think as I got older that I was like, I'm confused about this, you know, cause I'm, mm. I'm trying to hold on to what they said was the truth. Mm. And, and that doesn't mean that it, it's not, it's not the truth, but I think there's just needed to be more context, mm -hmm. you know, to the conversation. Right. But then it's also kind of like, well, okay, well, who are we waiting for? Mm -hmm. Let's add that to the context. Who are we waiting right. for? You know, because I've dated the pastor's kid and it, it, that was trash. <laughs> I thank God every day that he did not get DZMs. I thank God because that would have been horrible. That would have been a hot mess. <laughs> God. And I'm just like, that, so it, it can't be him we're waiting for. And then yeah. I've dated a guy who is not, you know, knows God, but is not like necessarily a practicing Christian. And mm -hmm. I'm like, 
Dang it. I wish you were because we could be married by now. You know what I mean? Because he was fantastic. You know, he didn't come with the preconceived kind of like notions of like, you know, because I'm the head and you the, you the submit. It's like he didn't come with all of that, but he came with he came with the fruits of the spirit and didn't even know that that's what they were called. But for me, one of the hangups that I did have was the the lack of faith. Um, that we shared, you know, because I'm like, I want my husband to cover me. I want my, I want my husband to know when it's time to be like, let's pray. Cause this is, it's above us. It's above both yeah. of us. Yeah. And you know, he was a guy who, who did wait with me, you know, and that was hard. And, you know, we did for several months. And, um, and so that was challenging to dissolve the relationship, knowing that like, we both, you know, I think he was outside of his comfort zone with waiting and I was outside of my comfort zone with being with somebody who didn't fully walk in the same level of faith as yeah. I did. And I'm I'm hearing you say all this and I've definitely have, you know, friends who've been in in similar situations and then we had this thing the the exact phraseology is escaping me but it's like um conversion dating like I'm dating you and but I'm slowly ministering the word to you so that you can, you know, cross over and it's like yeah, now okay, I've turned you into this Christian and now like, you know, our relationship is valid. And I don't know if you've ever, you know, experienced or had people who have attempted to do something similar. It's really manipulative at the end of the day. I wasn't interested in doing that in that relationship. Like one, when you're in enough therapy, you realize that like people only change when they want to change. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so when we were dating, it was like, I have to accept that if this is the level of Christianity that this man has, mm. this could be what it stays like forever. Mm. Can you accept that for forever? And if the answer is no, mm. then you got your answer. You got to exit stage left. And because that's acceptance. Nobody wants to be in a relationship and like sneakily their spouse is like, if I can change them, yeah. they'll be exactly what yeah. I want. Yeah. You know, that's like, you know... If somebody's like, oh, I like big titties, but she got <laughs> she got eight cups. If I could sneak her into surgery. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe if I get her, you know, like some plastic surgery for Christmas, you know. And it's just like, wait, what? Like, unless that girl was like, I hate my titties and I don't want breast augmentation. Right. And you're like, fantastic. I'm glad you do because I also would love that for you. I've been saving. Yes. And we are in alignment. That's the only time that works. Anything else I feel like is manipulative. And I know somebody's going to be listening to this like, but aren't we supposed to be the eyes and ears and feet of Jesus? Yes. My life is a ministry. And if right. through my ministry, you're not like, I need to know Jesus more, then you're not mm. my ministry. Mm. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not my assignment. <laughs> like, you're not. Right. So in London, you know, you had mentioned that you wish that there were more conversations with more mature and older women who've been in the wait longer than somebody who's like, I've been waiting till I'm 23 and oh, my Prince Charming has, you know, showed up. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who wants or is tempted to compromise their standards just so the waiting period can be over? Does that question make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think it's twofold, right? Because I, I want people to know, like, they're not an anomaly. Like, they don't have a scarlet letter. Because at some point, most people wait. They may not be like, I'm waiting till marriage. But there are people who have been out here, 
you guys and girls who are like, hey man, I need to take a sabbatical from smashing. Like <laughs> it, it, it hasn't gotten me what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here making yeah. random decisions. Like yeah. I don't feel good about myself. And some people yeah. give it up for rent. Some people give it up for a couple months. Some people say like, you know what? I'm the next person I have sex with is going to be the woman I, I know I'm going to marry or the man right. I know I'm going to marry. And so, you know, they wait for three years or, you know, five years or three months, like whatever it is. So it's like at some point people get to a place where it's like it it really isn't as uncommon as people try to make it out to be. Because I think mm. sometimes when people hear you're a virgin, it's like, <gasps> what? And it's just like, <laughs> relax, relax. You know, and I think what I said in London was like, if the case was everybody who has sex has a fantastic life and ends up with an amazing marriage, then yeah, I might have tapped out. I'm like, uh, this is some trend. This I don't think this is your will. Yeah. Because the grass is really green over there and I like green. Right. And then and, and on the same token, it's not like everyone who waits also has this like fairy tale life. So it really is do what you feel is best. And if you are someone who um, lives your life in in honor and submission to God and are like, this waiting is what's best for me, then that's what is best for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that for men and women over a certain age, you know, I think there is a conversation too about pleasure. Like Mm -hmm. how open are you to discuss pleasure, right? Because even if you haven't, had sex, you've kissed someone before and you're like, oh my God, there's, I love it when someone, you know, low key chokes me when they kiss or, you know, or like gives or holds my waist and grabs me and pulls in. I don't know. This is, I'm not saying this is me. I'm just saying this is yeah, like, just saying, you know, yeah. Things people like. Like, ooh, okay. So I know then like, I like a little bit of like, you know, maybe force or like you've been exposed to people who maybe do kinky stuff. Like I have a friend she and her husband love a kink. Okay, they. I'm like, <laughs> they they will spank, they will tie, they will choke. I'm like, I'm interested. I'm curious. Tell me more about this. Right. So now my world is like, I can't wait to you know ask the guy I may marry in the future. Like, is this something that excites you? Because I'm a little curious. And that's the thing too, which is also like, what kind of partner you want to be with? Like, you want to yes. be with somebody who. It's curious, you know, and you may be like, I actually just want the missionary position the rest of my life. I may get excited and do vanilla bean, but it is vanilla, vanilla, vanilla over here. So, you know, missionary forever and ever may not be my jam. You know what I'm saying? And right. again, and I have had nobody sex. I just know enough about myself. So it's like, these are the kind of conversations that you can have again, so that you can have the agency. Mm-hmm. So when somebody says, I don't know if you can please me. You know, if we we do we do get to the other side, you can be like, well, I don't know if you can please me, and so it's like that's you you need somebody like or someone who like you can laugh with, like you say, like if it goes left and it's just like, ah, one time I was kissing somebody and my wig fell off, <laughs> yes, and <laughs> and we just laughed because it was funny. It was fu- if, if I had to be like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Let me pick. Let me <laughs> pick my hair back up. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, baby, this is this is me. I this is this is what I look like. I, I'm so cute though. Don't let the right? don't let the thing falling off. You know, fool you. And it was like, and we all we both had a laugh. We're like, you know what? Let's just watch a movie. It's like, yeah, you right. <laughs> But it's just that thing of like, is there playfulness? Like, girl, this is your, this is somebody that is seeing you naked. <laughs> like, if you cannot be comfortable 
with someone who will potentially see you naked, then it's just like, I think Mm. it's beyond the conversation of waiting. It is now a conversation of like, how do you feel about yourself? How do you feel? You know, like, are you with somebody who is caring and will understand that like, they're probably going to be blocks. Okay. As gangsters, I talk, they're probably going to be blocks to my pleasure because I have been a Christian since I was 17. I have not, you know what I mean? So it's just like, are you going to be patient to be like, okay, hey, listen, let's let's low walk this until mm-hmm. your inner freak comes out, you know, or, you know, or I may be freaky right away, but then in some things I'm like, still conservative on that. It's like, cool, 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 cool. All right. So now we have to have that. Like, these are real conversations that I think enough people are not having. And I actually read a New York Times article about like how even people who are having sex don't have the agency or feel comfortable mm-hmm. navigating this conversation. Yeah. So it's just like, clearly there's a lot of people having bad sex because it's just like- We're not talking about it. Yes. I wanted to tell him to go left, but like, I didn't want to hurt his ego. I'm like, I'll be damned. I'll be damned. <laughs> Your ego going to be on the trash. <laughs> if somebody is getting my yams and it is not flavorful and, and beautiful for both of us. And juicy for both of us. And I feel insecure, pun intended, about telling them how to make it better. Then we are, what are we doing? Why are we here? Yes. No, <laughs> I, I need full court press to be able to be like, baby, that was fantastic. Can I give you notes? Okay. Yeah. I want to be with someone who will understand the blocks and will also be patient and kind and curious enough along with me to figure out how do we get past those or how do we make this enjoyable and flavorful for both of us? Um, I'm not not going to be having sex for the rest of my life, but I don't want to say it's too late to start having the conversation like on your wedding night, but low key, it is too late to start having the conversation. It really is. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> So you're a celebrity. Where do celebrities go to to find people to date? Are you on regular Tinder with the rest of us in Bumble? No, I'm not, girl. I can't be. Because I, I, I and, and maybe it's a proud of ego thing. I think the third time somebody was like, is this really you? I would be like, I got to get off. Because clearly I'm not supposed to be on here if you don't think it's really me. And I, now you think I'm catfishing you. So this is not going to work. I, there's a part of me that, I mean, even though I, I personally feel like I would hate online dating, I, there is a part of me, though, that does feel like, ugh, I hate that that option mm. is removed. Um, at least for me. If there's other yeah. celebrities, like, no, it's not. I'm like, it, it is for me. Um, because I also know my man is rare. Yeah. He is rare as heck. And he's not, he's not going to be your average nobody. And right. so he's one of one. And I don't, I don't even know if he would be... <laughs> On regular anything. He wouldn't he wouldn't be on regular anything because there's nothing regular about him. Just like right. there's nothing regular about me. Regular about so, you. Yeah. So uh, for me, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know where we gonna meet, but it would be on some like, of course, this is how we met. Of course. Yeah. Yes. This was God ordained, God led, because you know, it's kind of like Esther. It's just mm-hmm. like they rounded everybody up. But yeah. at the end of the day, it was like God opened. <laughs> Xerxes eyes and was like her her yeah it was just like yeah that certainly will be how it will be for me yeah I can't believe time is up so we have our final question that we're asking everybody this season and that is can you share with us a sexy secret Ooh, okay (laughs) 
I would say my sexy secret is that I used to want my first time song to be This Woman's Work by Maxwell because I love Love mm-hmm. Basketball. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm going to be so ready that <laughs> it, it, I feel like it's, it's going to be dirty by Tank. Like, there's something about when that song come up. First of all, his voice is like, I don't even, I don't even understand. I don't even think you know. And, it, and he's just like, wait, what? And the first lyric is, effing you deep taking pictures of my phone. It's like, what are we doing? What is happening? Where are we in? I want to be a part of it. Like, it's just, it's just so, it's just so freaky and so nasty and so dirty that I'm like, yeah, no, that that sounds like fun. The honeymoon gonna be long, so I don't know if it's you know week two of honeymoon because we gonna be gone for a month. I'm just letting you know. Right. I'm, making up, I'm making up for lost time. Okay, y'all been shows. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the show that's getting bitched. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Oh, Lord. Yvonne, thank you so much. This has been amazing. I could talk to you for hours, but we only have one. <laughs> I appreciate it. And if you haven't done so yet, check out Yvonne's book, Bamboozled by Jesus, How God Tricked Me into the Life of My Dreams. Nana and I will be back next week with another episode. Until then, keep coming. The Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women podcast is hosted by Malaika Grant and Nana Darkose Chiama. Sally Chan, AQ Studios CEO, is an executive producer alongside the hosts. Ferdy Boswell is a senior producer. Audio editors are Mercy Barno and Tevin Sudi, alongside production support from Mercy Gudaga and Lucas Ngao. The Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women podcast is a production of AQ Studios in partnership with Masi Media. Follow us on all our socials at AQ Studios Podcasts. Our theme music is Damn by Ria Boss. Find Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women anywhere you get your podcasts and in the pursuit of all things sex, sexuality and pleasure. Follow us on all our social media platforms at Adventures From. Thank you for listening. Damn,